a wifey in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the brief history of dating advice for men mm-hmm. began with, well, it didn't begin with, but for a lot of people it began with a famous book called The Game by a guy called Neil Strauss. Mm, and he okay. was a journalist, I think, who kind of went undercover, if I've got this right. I never read the book. Mm-hmm. But I think he went undercover in this house that a bunch of pickup artists lived in together (laughs) in America. I can't remember if it was LA or New York, one of the big cities in America. Mm -hmm. So basically he just studied their ways for a bit, somehow. Yeah, yeah, and he he learnt what was then called pickup. Oh, okay. Um, And as I understand it, all these characters were quite colourful. Mm-hmm. And there was this young guy around who everyone ended up hating, um, who got absolutely slammed in this book. Okay. And I think he did some kind of, like, coup to huh. take over the house. <laughs> Again, I didn't read Sounds the book, like but, but I think this is what happened, right? Now, yeah. now at the time, <clears throat> as I understand it, it was it was all like techniques like picking up women is a problem to solve mm. and if you apply the right problem solving techniques yeah. you will get women that right. that is yeah. how it was seen it was kind of like psychology hacks yeah, yeah. right psychology hacks yeah. and of course behind that is the idea that the guys themselves aren't good enough as they are so they mm-hmm. have to go to this massive effort to, to... And they really were, like, learning a craft in the same way as you would learn to play a musical instrument. Oh, wow. Or, right? They, they, they would right. go out specifically, mm-hmm. like, every night of the week so to practice. to develop a skill. To develop a skill, yeah. And which, which was based on all the wrong reasons, like, you know, yeah. low self-esteem, like yeah. you said, and yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Now, the, the flip of that is, well, why would they have to do that in the first place, right? In a fair and Mm -hmm. just world, Mm -hmm. everyone meets a selection of of lovers with whom they get on and and has a certain amount of choice. Mm -hmm. But, of course, society being what it is, certain qualities are favoured in mates in in both directions, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Guys like certain qualities in girls, girls like certain qualities in guys, and we can see that that's conditioned because... Yeah, definitely. Uh, because if you look at a different time, a different culture, then different qualities are deemed yeah. to be attractive. Yeah. So these guys are... I, can't, I don't know if I can remember any of the techniques. I read up on all of this when I broke up with Sophie, mm-hmm. right? Because I was dating again and, Ooh. like, didn't have a fucking clue, you know, because yeah. I'd been in a relationship for most of my 20s and I didn't have much of a clue before that, right. honestly. I just, yeah. you know, kind of fell into the relationships so that I fell like you, into. You had to up your game or something. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean I, I sort of I, I sort of wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um I had been someone who had like just about enough success with dating mm-hmm. to not ever have to look at that stuff before. Right. But coming out of that 
long-term relationship i wanted more success but, with dating. But wait wait just to clarify success to you is different than success to anybody else sophie is beautiful right so yeah. most most guys would yeah. consider that as a success yeah regardless of compatibility and you know right frequency and all of all of those things yeah. so yeah. you had success just not the kind of success that you were well i i absolutely i did and that was a great relationship yeah. and um and i felt very fortunate and i'd had good looking girls before that and that usually is the measure okay you're going guys, too far right <laughs> <laughs> That usually is the measure, as you yeah, said. That's yeah. that's how guys typically measure their yeah. their success in dating. Yeah, looks is the metric. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I wanted though was I think I was looking for a kind of freedom. You were looking for me. I was looking for you <laughs> in the end. In the end. Okay, sorry. Go on. We're skipping ahead. Yeah. Um, right, freedom. I think yeah. So so. I had been lucky enough in my past to mm-hmm. kind of stumble into some relationships. Right, okay. But I'd never felt that I had much freedom of choice or much um, agency mm-hmm. okay. over yeah. my romantic life. Mm-hmm. I, I was always kind of waiting for a relationship to show up as opposed Uh, to being able to go out and and, yeah yeah yeah. and also a huge thing for myself at that point and for most guys is the idea of being a stud of having one night stands of doing Uh, all of that right and so again you know societal conditioning Mm -hmm. I'm there thinking I need to be able to go and get one night stands Mm -hmm. to feel like a man right yeah, <laughs> right that's so messed up isn't it it is isn't it yep be a stud and you get AIDS free <laughs> yeah 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 it's mad right and and i mean we'll we'll get onto that more but um yeah, what but... i what i would discover later was that one of the reasons why i didn't in the end want to do one night stands is precisely because it's dangerous it is it's dangerous right yeah um i don't want to point fingers but the kind of girls who are having one night stands are having one night stands yeah yeah. (laughs) right therefore Mm -hmm. therefore um you know careful as you want to be you're still at risk of catching something and exactly. even you know even if we're only talking like chlamydia or whatever yeah, um, yeah. it's still yeah you know. i think i think uh girls who like one night stands kind of dissociate between the emotional content of a relationship and sex as a pleasure and I'm all up for it. I mean, yeah. it's a need. You can do that. Yeah. But how about having a buddy, right? That's uh-huh, much uh-huh. more safe than, you know, yeah, yeah. doing it with different people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just talking about safety and hygiene and all of that. Yeah, I was talking with someone just this week who said that he doesn't want to live with any of his romantic partners. Right, okay. And I yeah. thought, I can respect that. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons he said is because when you live with someone, there's this kind of like expectation of um, escalation of the relationship, uh, right? Yeah. You move in together and then it's like, when we're getting a dog, yeah, yeah. when we're getting a mortgage, when we're having a kid, when we're getting married, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there's lots of reasons 
in 2021 where things are so open and flexible and people mm-hmm. can basically do what the fuck they like to write your own rules Definitely, for yeah. your relationship. And again, you know, to skip ahead, mm-hmm. what I would discover was that actually <laughs> coming full circle, what I wanted was society's model, mm-hmm. but I wanted it on my own terms. Yeah. I didn't want it because society said... And there was a significant conversation right. um, that, so, that so, led to that realization, which we'll get to later. Right. So, so uh, would you say that in that whole journey, you kind of dropped that societal pressure and that rebellion kind of attitude, all of that, which kind of made you made it easy for you to, um, I don't know, put yourself out there more in a in an authentic and genuine way. Eventually, yeah, but that that came much later. Okay, tell me your story. Yeah, about the pickup stuff. Yeah, so so at that stage in the pickup artist scene story, they're all using techniques, and what I was trying to do was remember what those techniques were. Like they really mm. would. The, the kind of language that was used. So, so uh, pickup was also called game, right? You've heard that expression, game. game. Like if a guy has game, oh, he's okay. good with women, so to speak. Oh, no. Or a girl can have game and she's, she's good with guys or mm-hmm. girls or whoever she, she's into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very, very sports-like language. To, to approach someone in a bar or wherever it would be, would be called an open Mm, okay. And and while you're speaking with them, that would be called a set. So it's very oh, much wow. like sports-like language, <laughs> and that's how that's how they would practice. Right. Okay. Um. And and then in conversation, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I remember uh, one thing they would call the shit test. The shit test. Yeah, and it's, it really just gets into it's just basic psychology. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so these guys who were going out every night and like studying what happened in conversation mm-hmm. uh, noticed that at a certain point in a lot of conversations, a woman would start giving them shit. Okay. Right, and that if they shit as an in information. No, no shit as in um, giving them a hard time. Oh, okay. Right, okay. teasing them, like prodding <laughs> right. them. Okay. Right, and and what they discovered was that often um, the woman would be testing oh, the man, okay. like right, hard to get, to, to kind of like playing hard to get, mm-hmm. but specifically like trying to tease him and see if he would take it personally, because oh. if he does, mm-hmm. he's a loser. Okay. Right, but if he can handle her telling him his hair looks shit and he's not funny and all of that stuff, right, and he can continue to crack jokes, oh wow, or whatever, <laughs> right. However, when, when did dating become like a psychological assessment game? <laughs> it's like basically a behavioral assessment. I mean, it's all psychology, put, yeah. right? Like I put stress on you, and you're not allowed to behave in. An emotional way, right? Like I guess, yeah. That that kind of reinforces that this idea that men are supposed to be strong and some emotionally yeah. neutral beings yeah. who cannot, you yeah. know, yeah, 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 be yeah, whatever. But it gets interesting, right? And this is where all of this stuff. I mean, it's controversial enough just on the surface, but 
it gets more controversial where guys would obviously take it too far mm. right <laughs> so that so that when a woman is making it very clear that she's not interested the guy right. could be like she's shit testing me right yeah so, and it becomes right? really confusing uh-huh. and then all the min- misinterpretation uh-huh. yeah uh-huh now a lot of guys would go through very awkward very difficult phases Okay. On that journey of trying to learn how to speak to women. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you if you remove all of the specialised language from it, mm-hmm. that's all it is, right? It's guys learning how to talk to women. And yeah. a, another another term that would, would show up in um, that pickup vernacular was they would speak about the natural, which is a guy who just knows how to talk to women. And those are out there, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And and that was that was kind of why this whole scene sprang up is because, you know, there were these guys who didn't know mm-hmm. how to talk to women. And they would look at the guys who did and think, what is he doing that I'm not? Yeah. <laughs> Later on, they would start asking the question, what is he not doing that I am? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Yep. So... At its most innocent, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of guys who aren't very successful at dating. Yeah. Trying to get successful at dating. And of course it's yeah. going to be awkward. And of course it's going to be controversial. Like, it's about sex and yeah. love and, and mm-hmm. vulnerability. And, yeah. um, and there are cases in which a woman or a man will put up resistance to a potential partner yeah. to screen out, right. right? Especially if there's someone who's getting a lot of attention yeah. on a night out. Yeah, yeah. They're going to make efforts to screen out. The best one, yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's completely so, human, But that's, yeah. that's a very controversial thing. thing because because here's, here's the thing, right? So here's this loser guy. Mm-hmm who's never had any success with women and he's told if you're speaking with someone and they give any kind of resistance to you you have to turn around and leave yeah yeah i think what you're saying is i i completely agree that these kind of strategies um they are based on <clears throat> like their generalization from mm-hmm. people uh, from these guys mm. who meet different kind of women, right? So to right, so so maybe a strategy has worked for um, say a girl X, yeah, right, and then to yeah. apply the same to girl Y, yeah. would be a disaster. Yeah, given uh, obviously like average humans have you know quite similar tendencies, but when it comes to dating. It's, it's, yeah, it becomes really complicated because definitely mm-hmm. there's that sexuality thing involved. Mm-hmm. The yes, no, no, no mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. yeah, sensitive spot. So, yeah. Yeah, because, and again, right, these are guys who might have struggled with social cues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're having to figure out, is a no a playful no? Yeah, exactly. Is it a soft no? Is it yeah. a hard no? Is it a fuck off? Yeah. Is it 
right? Yeah. And... And obviously, <clears throat> in, in a dating environment, um, saying a no while emphasizing which kind of no is it is difficult because because it, it's... It, well, it's the not going to happen. Yeah. The, so so the, the, the problem at the root of all of this and the only reason that guys ever had to do this is because... We're not trained as individuals to be straight talking. Yeah. There's all these layers mm-hmm. of psychological... And, yeah, that's, that's true for women as well. I oh, think yeah. women, when they try to look for a mate, um, yeah, yeah they, they apply all of these crazy strategies, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if he says this, it means that, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which I never really... I, I mean, I understand, but I don't kind of... Yeah, it's. I don't buy into that, but yeah. I see what they mean because again, it's a it's a generalization from past encounters with a completely different person, yep. and now that woman a woman is trying to use the same strategy for maybe someone who would otherwise be her perfect partner. Right. 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 So there's a lot of self sabotage that goes <laughs> Definitely, on. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Or if in 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 that ideal world where everyone's straight talking, it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So so yeah. Take take that woman who's applying those those strategies like mm-hmm. you just described. Times that by ten, and you've got these early pickup artists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing this kind of sport light thing, and again, at its best, it's not only innocent, but it's quite admirable. Actually, yeah. what these guys were doing really taking matters into their own hands, mm-hmm. looking hard at their shortcomings, yeah, putting um, themselves in incredible discomfort. Yeah, going to such lengths to gain a skill. Yeah, but it's, it's like the most <laughs> vulnerable situation I think you can possibly put yourself in to, to mm-hmm. um, put yourself in the way of disapproval of the romantic variety yeah is yeah, i think hard. the most yeah. right mm-hmm. it, it's it's the thing that hits your self-worth the hardest yeah definitely but right? i think the problem with that is when people you know put on a persona even if mm-hmm. it's on a on a even if the persona is a positive and more improved one than what it was initially uh, just for dating, then mm. it, it becomes a matter of what the person thinks he needs for it in his ideal partner rather than what he actually needs. Does that make sense? Yeah, what what he thinks he needs and what he wants to want. Yeah, definitely. All of Which, those interpretations and yeah. fabrications kind of creep yeah. in. Yeah. And so, which is largely formed by conditioning. Yes. But then also you know, layers on top of mm-hmm. look look at desire systems in general, yeah, right? It's yeah. it's a total mess. Yeah. So yeah, you have the desire of uh, the, the desire that you were that you had and you developed through your childhood, and now you have Instagram, which is kind of dictating yeah. you what yeah. you should desire and what you shouldn't. Yeah. So definitely. It's and and up. in general, right? The the internet, I think certainly if people are consuming social media, it's driving everyone's bar up. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know... And, yeah, and, and the... Yeah, it's very skewed. It's just a representation of a specific kind of uh, determinant for a desirability mm-hmm. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so that... Now, this was going on, I don't know, I'm trying to kind of, like, put a timeline on this. Early to mid-90s? Mm-hmm. Maybe end of the 90s? Okay. That I this book was, was written? I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, <laughs> it sounds like one of those things that might surprise me. Maybe it was past 2000. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So social media wasn't really a thing right. back then. Okay, yeah. Um, but TV was in full swing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But imagine... Imagine the guy who is, you know, trying to work on dating and struggling. Yeah. But he's waking up and looking at Instagram hotties mm-hmm. in the morning, yeah. right? Scrolling, yeah, scrolling, yeah. scrolling, scrolling, getting his little dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. And then he's looking at his dating options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Instant, so that's a yeah, massive problem thing, as well, yeah. right? Because every, everyone, and we, were, we started this conversation on Tinder, didn't we, before yeah. we started recording, and everyone is aiming high. Mm-hmm. Everyone's aiming high. Everyone wants to think that they can get... Um, the best. The, the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which and, is, of course, an unattainable. And that's a trap. Yeah, that's a trap oh. because... First of all, there's no end to searching for the best, uh-huh, uh-huh, right? And uh-huh. second is, a best is such a, a subjective thing. And also, right. it's, it's, it's not constant. Yep. So, yep. what you think is best right now... Might not wh- be best next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of is similar to buying a cell phone, right? Uh-huh. I, best, I buy the best one right now, and after two years, I upgrade to the yeah. next best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what Tinder does to other people. It commodifies them. Mm, yeah. It commodifies <laughs> people. And when you put yourself out there on Tinder, you are doing marketing. Right. Whether you think you are or not, that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're marketing well, yourself. Yeah, nowadays everything is marketing. Yeah. Like like we have so very well realized and mm-hmm. accepted that jobs mm-hmm. are definitely a marketing mm-hmm. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so is dating. Yeah. Yeah. In much the same way. Yeah. So anyway, these guys are all in this house together. And they're doing these techniques and they're getting an amount of success. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, these guys would speak quite openly about how when approaching dating in that way, there would be a lot more failures than successes. They would find successes. Obviously. Right. But <laughs> yeah. it was very much a numbers game. And yeah. to, a, to an extent, it always will be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And they found that they were getting tired. Mm. You mentioned persona fatigue. Yeah. That's a word that these guys would would come to use. Now, I don't know how this all fits on the timeline, but I mentioned this guy that got slammed in the book and and I think was involved in this conspiracy to take over the house. I don't know how that worked out or whatever. (laughs) But this guy went on to start a company. Oh, called Real Social Dynamics. Oh, wow. And he's the ginger guy who you've seen in the videos talking about personal development. Oh, what? no way. Yeah. He is? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. 
amazing. His name's Owen Cook, and he's one of the oh, best he, public he's speakers the, I've he's ever seen. Bearded, bearded guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's like yeah. a really no bullshit talker, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's a great speaker. Yeah, and he knows his shit on personal development because. The evolution that came next in the whole pickup thing was they started to speak about outer game and inner game. They started to discover that what they were doing was all outward. Yeah. They were were putting on a persona. They were fronting and Uh trying to apply these techniques. Uh But it was all, it was coming from a place that was essentially broken. It was a house of cards. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so they started to, so, so this guy started his company, Real Social Dynamics. I think he had one other guy uh, called Julian who ended up becoming a very controversial character. And Julian's still out there on YouTube now, but he's doing kind of spiritual growth stuff. Right. Um, they had to, in the end, these guys, again, to skip ahead, they had to mm-hmm. um, remove all of their dating-based stuff from the internet because it just became too controversial right to even give dating advice a lot of their advice was good Mm -hmm. some of it was controversial yeah yeah um once you have like an image yeah kind of yeah and 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 in in 2021 everyone's so sensitive that yeah yeah, it was just more trouble than it was worth Mm -hmm. i imagine for them to keep and again you know some of it was controversial yeah um certainly whenever they were talking about uh going through resistance mm-hmm. from women i mean yeah. that's just going through forget resistance it. going through mean... resistance meaning again to like the the old term being the shit test right right it, and here's the thing this happens in friendship yeah. People will tease each other in friendship. So yeah, again, yeah. at its most innocent, yeah. it's fine. But where in a world where rape is happening, yeah. you can't be too careful with yeah, that the, stuff. The, exactly. At the same time, how does the loser guy mm-hmm. get over a potential the... mate teasing him? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's going to tell him how to do that? Either he gets lucky and has a dad mm-hmm. who's a dude <laughs> or he's fucked. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Right? So so there's now no one out there who can talk to this guy and tell him how to get through friendly resistance. Yeah. As distinct from real bullying. resistance. Yeah. Not not bullying. I mean like a real like no from a potential uh, mate. Right, yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very sensitive thing. And I can see how, how that would be very, very controversial, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, especially with feminine Nazis yep. <laughs> yep. looking for opportunity to yell. Any opportunity, any opportunity. Yeah. And again, to, to, to look at it in the most favourable light, uh, this guy Owen had built this massive business mm-hmm. from nothing. Mm-hmm. And who knows what kind of dirty tricks he was using in the beginning, but hey, business. Mm. Um, and he had to... Remove all of the Remove dating, all. Yeah. Wow. Th- so those guys hit YouTube really hard at the time that YouTube was Picking rising. Up, yeah. They had tons and tons and tons of content out that mm. probably cost them millions of dollars to produce. Oh, wow. And they had to take it all down. They had digital products on sale oh. for dating, like really well produced digital oh, wow. coaching products. That, yeah, took a lot of effort, I bet. Huge effort. Yeah. Camera crews and mixing and editing and all of it. 
Very dedicated. Um, loads of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen ended up with like a whole troop of Whoa. dating coaches. Amazing. That worked for Real Social Dynamics. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, again, being a psychology geek, I would again say that even in dating game, the best way to bypass all of these things is first, train people in social cues, and second, yeah help them to understand how to tailor conversations to personal requirements Mm -hmm. because the person x in front of you will have different demands will respond differently to your teasing or stress Mm -hmm. or whatever than another person who you meet tomorrow of course and and yeah and and that's just the only way because uh, as long as you're using strategies it's not you don't have direct control over it over it because the strategy is already there yeah you're just applying it yeah but if people just you know up their social intelligence game and really get to understand how to talk to not just people in general Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. different people yeah problem is of course that's harder to teach and it's yes. harder to learn. But that is tied to self-development. I think that's Big how time. Uh, Owen kind of, you know, revolutionized this whole dating game and, and the whole self-development thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it again, like you said, comes back to the self. Yeah, and he, and he figured it out in the end, right? So, so this, this next evolution in the whole thing was f- to look at what they called inner game. Mm-hmm. Right, where they would talk about things like genuine confidence yeah. and self-worth yeah. and um, basic meditation techniques to mm-hmm. remain calm under pressure, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, looking at um, letting go of past trauma, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that's obviously that uh, influencing plays, yeah. everything that, that you do. And, and you most know, often in romantic partners, for hugely. sure. Hugely. And, and every guy who's finding their way to that content, mm-hmm. no doubt, has some kind of trauma around yeah. meeting yeah. potential romantic yeah. partners. Yeah. For sure. So they started looking at all of that. And um, finally, where it ended up was exactly what you were describing, where it just became about being genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I met a dear friend of mine who lives overseas who had really mastered all of that stuff mm-hmm. through through all of its stages, right? He oh, learned wow. all the tactics, yeah. all the techniques, all of that stuff. Then he learned the inner game stuff. Um, then he settled down mm-hmm. after having lived a pretty wild life, <laughs> <laughs> right? Whoa. Um, and I he, that he, story he ended up um, encouraging me to be genuine. He was saying like, "Oh wow." He, you know, because we would, we would talk about this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and he was always saying, first of all, you need to figure out what you want. Second yeah. of all, you need to put yourself out there as yourself because that's how you're going to find 
exactly the right partner for you so yeah and that is so those two are so closely tied because when you put yourself out there genuinely you realize that what you think you want is not exactly what you want yeah. or what you need yeah and and that kind of solves the problem of screening out partners and everything because just by put being yourself, you're already automatically right. screening out people. Right, but where there's a shred of low self-esteem left. Yeah. Right? That's just a total paradigm shift. For someone who's in low self-esteem to think that they might be screening people out yeah. seems wild because mm-hmm. why would they want to screen anyone out? Because they'll just take what they can get. Yeah. I just, yeah. right? People yeah. in low self-esteem are like, I'll take any partner. Oh, who I find attractive. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Right? Yeah, so they're, those contradictions are very faulty and kind of self-sabotaging, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, contradictory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hypocritical even. Yeah. Taken to their extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm. so, yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to skip all of that mm-hmm. tricky, nasty, time-consuming, fatiguing, yeah. controversial yeah. stuff. Right. Uh, and just cut to... And, you know, mindfulness practice played into this massively anyway. So when I came across this idea of inner game, I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm already there, you know. Yeah. I've been practicing mindfulness really deeply for a couple of years already. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when this friend of mine started talking to me about being genuine etc that like, was quite easy to down. that no. was quite easy to get behind <laughs> yeah and so much easier i mean geez you know how much easier is that than yeah. learning a, a craft yeah exactly <laughs> basically but it it it, but, it requires you to have done mm, that in a work yeah easier i was gonna say easier to you when you have already accepted yourself yeah, as you yeah, are yeah but somebody who's in resistance with uh, who they are yeah is going to find it extremely difficult to let that go basically impossible right yeah. it's, it's absolutely a paradigm thing definitely yeah 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 it's so interesting that for women it's it's very very different there are so many again faulty assumptions or ideas when it comes to dating um and one of those is um yeah it's a weird thing like guys giving too much attention and too little attention there's a weird um sweet spot like wooden coats um at least during the initial days of dating Mm -hmm. right so and and that always used to puzzle me because at the beginning of you know the the whole dating experience guys are likely to be giving you a lot of attention Mm -hmm. right and girls somehow are they they even in that they kind of set barriers like okay, this guy is giving me too much attention, so he's going to be screened out. I think right? there's a good reason for that, which is that... And, and, and these guys who were teaching dating mm-hmm. um, looked into psychology, Yeah. right? And, of course, um, there's huge insights to be found in looking at evolutionary history. For sure, yeah. In psychology. Mm-hmm. And it's really obvious mm-hmm. to say 
neediness is the number one unattractive thing yeah, but at, at one at what point do you call it needy? Well, and, indeed. And um, you know, yeah, yeah, the distinction yeah. between needy and yeah. somebody who's um, you know, just just overdoing it a little to to yeah. get your attention. Yeah. Where yeah. is that demarcation? Yeah, I always found that a bit puzzling. Well, but and and where it comes to ultimately, mm-hmm. as as we discovered, is. None of that matters if you're compatible. Exactly. It all gets swept off the table. Oh, Everything yeah. that any dating coach has ever spoken about uh-huh. gets completely destroyed when two compatible people meet. Right. Because yeah, it just doesn't fucking matter anymore. Exactly. Let's talk a little about that because we've been bitching about how <laughs> dating life is for so yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's that's very interesting because like we have uh, already discussed this so many times that when people meet uh, for a date but mm. they already have a purpose like mm. we had loads to talk about we found mm-hmm. a common interest mm-hmm. on probably our first conversation yeah and so our date was uh, directed towards those kind of interests and conversations rather than yeah um you know, each other, eyeing each other up and figuring out if we are going to be, you know, fun to hang out with. We had a reason to meet up beyond one another's genitals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And and that kind of, that is so important because it takes out all of the anxiety of first meet, uh, the awkwardness of what to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... Because here's the thing, right? When when people are meeting up Mm -hmm. on the basis of one another's genitals, that's clearly what's going on, but you can't say it. No. You can't say, (laughs) I just want to see you cunt. Exactly. (laughs) And and that animalistic drive is so closely tied to the flight, fright and freeze. It's the same instinctive... um, network in our brain yeah so obviously you're yeah. gonna be anxious and ready to freak out or have a nervous breakdown yeah. if things go slightly different than what you expect right so the whole thing is a false premise Definitely. there's so much false premise in dating because people can't be straight talking yeah right um to 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 be straight talking as i just caricatured would be incredibly rude yeah. And yeah, yet, yeah. that is the premise of a lot of get-togethers mm-hmm. in dating. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows it. <laughs> Both parties Nobody's know. No one's going to talk about it, though. No one's going to talk about it. And so no. people, are, people are rummaging around to try to find something to talk about yeah. other than one another's genitals. <laughs> Anything but talking about one another's genitals. Until... It's time to talk about one another's genitals, and then, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So it, it, it's there's there's so much to be seen looking at animal mating rituals. Definitely, yeah. Right. It really is no different. There is no. a protocol. There is ritual. Yeah, it's it's just the same as the peacock who's like yeah, you know yeah. showing off his tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys are doing basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the problem is, is that we're so intelligent as human beings that yeah. we know that it's a ritual. Animals yeah. engage in this thing on an instinctual level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I think, I think we can say uh, that humans 
know it and they have made taken a decision to resist it or suppress it or yeah. deem it something yeah. that cannot be done openly yeah. and yeah. so they it becomes all the more confusing uh-huh, and this uh-huh, tabooed uh-huh, uh-huh. thing yeah so there's uh, yeah. layers and layers and layers and layers <laughs> In the individual, there's yes. also layers and layers and layers and layers culturally, yeah, in, societally. Yeah, in the whole arrangement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no wonder it's fucking confusing. It no wonder is. things like pickup artistry spring up. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And then and then they are demonized. Yeah, <laughs> for trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's, it's just crazy. So compatibility was what i came to appreciate most and was what i came to be looking for mm-hmm. most tangibly demonstrated by i wish i had like the history of my okcupid dating profiles because to begin <laughs> with yeah. i wasn't talking about mindfulness etc oh wow because i thought well that's not yeah, that may be... Even, even when I'm meeting friends, a lot of people don't want to talk about that stuff. Right. Right? Yeah. So so why would I put it out there on my dating profile? Did you, did you uh, kind of guess that you would have to go for a brown Asian girl in order to put mindfulness on your profile? Damorato, my teacher, for those who are listening, uh, said to me several times, you will be far better off with a woman from the East. Really? Yeah, because he said yeah. she will be closer to your way of thinking. Yeah. Having sure. having gone so deep into the dharma, into the mindfulness stuff, um, because that's the culture there. Mm-hmm. Dharma is the culture. Mm-hmm. So you'll meet a more compatible mate mm. in the east. Mm. Right. Interestingly, my my way of thinking doesn't match with a lot of Indians. Huh. Yeah. Well, but. Yeah, so, well, it turns out that you've done all the psychology stuff, right? Yeah, so, so for us, for both of us, it was like we came, we met in the middle. Yeah, very right? much so, so yeah. yeah. I had I had become fascinated with the East mm-hmm. and moved towards that, and you had been studying the psychology of the West yeah. and moved towards that, and so, that yeah, very much we met in the middle. Um <laughs> but it's difficult, isn't it, to to remove cultural stuff? Oh yeah, right. Big so time. so a certain amount of your culture is just steeped mm-hmm. in dharma. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I think that's what Damarato was getting at. Right. Oh, there's just there's just an amount of that. There's just a kind of a valuing of truth, we might say. Hmm. A valuing of the inner self, a valuing of peace and right. contentment and uh, genuine happiness, mm-hmm. as opposed to what I call happiness number one, <laughs> as you know, which is the happiness yeah, that yeah. comes from things. You know, your your parents are aware, right, yeah. that the, the the world can only provide that transient. Mm-hmm. kind of happiness, artificial yeah. happiness yeah, right and yeah. the the genuine happiness the one that keeps you running yeah is yeah. is is found within so to speak mm-hmm. um where that's just not that's not a cultural Thing. assumption yeah. in in the west right the cultural yeah. assumption in the west is it's all about happiness number one go and arrange 
things mm -hmm. in such a way that they make you happy. That's yeah, right. And that's concern. such a that's such a fundamental value system. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That that's that's going to massively influence every conversation. Definitely. Uh, now, especially when you're you're looking at like living with someone, oh, you're yeah. looking at making a life partner of someone. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> that fundamental Absolutely. level value system stuff. Yeah, that's going to play into every conversation that you have for a yeah. person who you're going to see. I don't know, twelve hours a day. Yeah. So yeah. we just spent the whole of all of the fucking lockdowns together. Yeah. Try try having conflicting value systems With that. through that. Yeah, yeah, through that. <laughs> oh my it god. It ain't gonna work. It's gonna be fucking awful. Yeah. Um so yeah, compatibility is, is king. Yeah. And that's that's where Owen and his gang mm -hmm. largely ended up was be genuine. Right. Mm -hmm. Be genuine. So, and and when you are, com when, you know, when compatibility is clearly there. Yeah. Other things like trusting um, and, you know, being okay. All of those kind of fall into places because mm -hmm. um, for me, I had, yeah, I, I, when I, when I met you for the first time and we had that five hour long conversation mm. and it was clearly evident that we were really into each other mm. and uh, we just got along so well. Yeah. Yeah. I came back happy in my uh, room and I probably called my parents the next day and let them know how it went. Mm. And the first thing I, I could understand, they had this concern because obviously they were so far away. Yeah. And their concern kind of manifested in me as trust issues. I wouldn't go as far as issues, but there was a concern because, you know, you're even at that point, um, the British culture was so new to me yeah. and, and I wasn't well, look, how, certain... How, how well can you know anyone after meeting them once? Exactly. So I was going to get to that and yeah. I realised that trust, again, is something which is it is a false impression because you can trust someone only as much as you can trust your decision of trusting yes. someone. Yes. Right. So <laughs> you, it, it's a, it's better to, um, can you repeat that for the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> you can only trust someone as much as you can trust your own decision of trusting someone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and trust is not something to be maintained. It's, it's rather, I believe it's more important if we think that no matter what happens, I'm going to be able to handle it. That's a much yes. stronger position than, yes. you know, being like, okay, I trust this person and he better not break it. Right. And Because right. you're then right. giving away control over yeah. yourself again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that kind of helped me to bring all of that back and ground myself and be like, it's okay. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is so it's it's um the difference once again between dependency and codependency co yeah, and yeah. interdependency is uh yeah to get to interdependence you have to go through independence mm -hmm. and of course being feeling that you're able to handle yeah your trust being broken should that yeah. occur yeah is vital to independence and thus interdependence exactly so 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 there's so much win lose 
in all kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. right? But where someone feels they're losing something by giving their trust, yeah, they're deferring power, and a lot of this stuff is unconscious, right? Definitely, yeah. But that's the in a codependent relationship. That's what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm giving something away when I'm codependent exactly. by trusting. I'm I'm. It's like and it's it- like placing a large deposit. In, uh-huh. in in a dodgy bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And and even if we, you know, dilute it down and look at the behavioral level stuff that comes with n- not trusting or struggling with trust, mm. it's just that if, say, I have issues with trusting you yeah. and I start behaving in that way, which mm-hmm. would automatically turn you off and, yeah, and yeah. put you... Mm-hmm in a different direction yeah self-fulfilling prophecy exactly yeah and that is some something people um struggle with i think particularly women because you know they are very protective by nature Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're very emotional so this kind of trust issues even even though even if it's not a full-fledged issue Mm this desire for trusting and this confusion around trust almost always crops up in relationships yep yeah well how could it not right because to enter into a relationship you are placing a massive amount of trust mm-hmm. in your partner yeah um, and and then you can see people going in a completely you know in a different direction and taking it to the extreme like open relationships yeah right right yeah. it's uh, i i think trust also has a major pl- a part to play in that kind of relationships because people more are like, i would say yeah yeah because because people would be like okay if it's an open relationship we don't have to play the whole trust game so it's much more desirable for me right now well that that i think is the lower paradigm of of open relationship no i'm i'm not saying that's the only reason why people go to uh or opt for open relationships but that is often a subconscious or one of the motives i see okay yeah yeah where when i've heard of people doing it well Mm -hmm. it's more trust oh really yeah yeah um how would you say because what I deem to be doing that kind of thing well uh-huh. is not, well, we're both just going to go fuck whoever we want to fuck. Yeah. It's, I think a lot of people who do that, these two friends of mine who do it, they they deem one another to be their main relationship. Right. And they have a lot of open conversation about who else they might want to fuck. Right. Right. But- Okay. Which which is hmm. more like that's a much more difficult thing to navigate than Definitely. monogamy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. In monogamy, the boundaries are very clearly defined, and that's fucking great right. if that's so, what you want. Right. Yeah, it's I, so easy for us. Yeah. Because I have no interest in fucking anyone else for the reasons for it for the exact reasons that I expressed earlier, mm-hmm. which is what I found eventually to be unappealing to me what i discovered was what was always unappealing to me about one night stands right yeah it just turned out once i got over the societal conditioning around it it just turned out that it doesn't appeal to me Mm -hmm. so it's very easy for me to be monogamous yeah 
for other people not so much other mm. people want to do that kind of exploring yeah thing. the novelty thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I may have not presented my argument properly. What I'm trying to say is that when people take a decision of being in an open relationship, mm. at that, when they take that, that decision, it may seem to them an easier option because right. they they're not you know committing each to each other yeah and you know being like okay we are exclusive so mm -hmm. the trust game is much lower over there but yeah. like you said for an open relationship to work out um it would probably require more trust than in a monogamous relationship yeah i think yeah i think we're we're probably talking about if we if we were to hear from someone who's an expert in polyamory, mm -hmm. I think they would likely tell us we're talking about two quite different kinds of open relationship. Oh, okay. Right. One in which really it's more like fuck buddies. Right. Okay. Right. And another in which actually it's, it's two people are having a relationship, mm -hmm. but they want to have the option to sleep with other people. Ah, I see. And yeah. I think, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, these words and the style of dating is just rapidly changing. So it's really difficult. Well, I to think keep that, yeah, it there's so many variables in that kind of relationship that, yes. um, yeah, well, probably humans every are single complicated, one is right? Massively. They, they yeah. own cup with their sets of strengths and weakness. And yeah. the more number of people you add into that equation, it's definitely going to be more complex and yeah, big time. Yeah, tricky and all of that. Yeah, which is another thing that I decided that I don't want in my life. I don't want complication <laughs> in my life, right? Yeah, I me want, too. I want a simple life. Mm -hmm. There, there are there are things that I deem to be far more important than mm -hmm. fucking people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? right. So, yeah, I, I think I read a, a quote, I can't remember by who, and that was very interesting for me because this person said, um, every relationship that you have uh, and which did not work out shows you what you don't want for your next relationship and right. that is a better um mindset to have when you're looking for a relationship mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. telling yourself you want this particular thing yeah right yeah. because when you're going for oh i think i want a six feet two guy yeah. you think you want it without yeah. any evidence whereas right. if you have dated say somebody who behaved a certain way and you yeah. didn't like it yeah. you have evidence to yeah. Yeah. tell yourself that yes i've yeah. tested that and it didn't yeah. work out yeah and there's the difference between wanting and wanting to want yes right yeah. trying yeah. to answer the question what do i want in essay form mm -hmm. in the abstract mm -hmm. what do i want and as soon as you start intellectualizing yeah unless you've done serious work on yourself you're just going to go straight into tell what the culture yeah. tells you to yeah. want mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because and and it's a self-worth thing again right if i can get the things that society tells me are positive uh -huh. then i'm worthy exactly <laughs> i kind of right? fit into a particular category yeah, yeah the cool yeah. category or, or yeah. i've i've done well right yeah. i must be of high worth if mm -hmm. I can get the things that society says is high worth. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah. And and of course you're you're fooling yourself. Definitely. Um, where what you're describing with using past relationships as your measure mm-hmm. is now you're using evidence. Exactly. You're using real data. Yeah. About what, what you really want. You. You're looking yeah. at your behavior, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is just a much more effective way to yeah. determine what you want. Look at what you've been doing. Exactly. Right. That that has been always my thing. I uh, Yeah, so before I met you and went down the rabbit hole of mindfulness and all of that, mm. I used to do a lot of retrospection and introspection, but, well, we all know that retrospection has its own merits and demerits. Let's not go there. Right. But... At that point in my life, I think it was really useful to analyze those incidents and just it helped me to have a clear idea of what would work for me mm-hmm. rather than what I think I want. And then I met you. Then you met me and everything was milk and honey. Yes. <laughs> Except for visa, immigration, marriage and a job. <laughs> Which we figured out in the end. We did. Yeah. Yeah. You're an amazing team. We sure are. Just to to gloat a little bit at the end of this conversation here. Thank you for speaking with me, baby. You're welcome. I speak to you all the time. (laughs) You do speak to me all the time. (laughs) If you out there have any questions about anything that Debbie and I have been speaking about this morning, get in touch. We would love to hear from you.